Not anymore. Yes, I was a broken woman. Yes, I didn't love me. Yes, I decided to settle for what wasn't best for me. Yes, I was in a toxic relationship. Guess what? Not anymore. I have grown from the broken pieces. I have learned to love me when no one else loved me. I have learned that I will never settle for in my life or my peaceful atmosphere. I have learned the difference between love, lust of a good relationship. Yes, I wasn't perfect, but I learned to work on my mind, my body, and my soul connections. Yes, I have allowed the wrong spiritual around me. Now, I've learned about the not allowing the negative energy around me. Yes, I've been down the road of destruction. Now I've learned how to not move by emotion, but by the spirit of my faith and purpose. Not anymore, my fears will not keep me from being a better version of me. Not anymore, my toxicness will stop me from loving myself or trusting others in my peaceful place. Not anymore, my lack of post-trauma is going to stop me from my future growth. Yes, not anymore. I know I'm powerful. I know I'm overcoming. I know I'm a positive, I know I'm loved, and yes, not anymore, I'm dope, dedicated to other people, empowerment, I love my dopeness and so should you. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Caribbean, where we use our voice to elevate and teach people how to be one with their voice and to don't be afraid to speak. How are we doing today, ladies? Good. How are you? I am awesome, awesome, awesome. Today, I have the fabulous Gwen and Miss Andrea. Am I correct? Yes, that's correct. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. This is the powerful ladies from the awesome book called Through the Fire. So, Miss Andrea, can you introduce yourself and let them know who you are and where you're from? Sure. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Andrea, and I am an author, I am an educator and also a women's wellness um, and empowerment coach. I hail from um, Jamaica, but I currently live in the United States. And um, I coach women on, I coach women. Um, here go that technical difficulties. So, Ms. Gwen, can you introduce yourself to Andrea comes back? Yes. Hi. I am Gwen Goolsby-Tillery. I am the actual uh, person behind Through the Fire Stories of Courage, Strength, and Resilience. I am, so I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I am a certified uh, counselor as well as life coach as well as an educator. 
Awesome. Awesome. And it's always a blessing. It's always a blessing to have you in the building. <laughs> yes. So can you tell us a little bit about Through, your, Through the Fire? And how did you get started with uh, coordinating this book? So Through the Fire has been about two years plus in the making. I knew that I wanted to put together a book of powerful stories. I knew that I wanted to have those stories be real and authentic where people would read them and say, wow, like, you know what? That was real. And because it was so real, I can relate to it and help them to be able to pull something from that story to maybe make their life a little bit better, make their life a little easier to provide maybe some encouragement. So that's kind of how the book, the idea of the book came um, initially. And then I went through the process of like kind of thinking about, well, what kind of stories do I want to include in it? You know, who do I want to be in it? And I do believe that God directed me and guided me every step of the way with that. And so that's how the story begins with Through the Fire. I love it. I love it. Oh, sorry, everybody, for the technical difficulty. I keep hearing a backdraft. But it, that is so amazing. And, you know, to say it's been two years in the making, like, whoo, that's a journey. Well, I am relatively busy, too. So that's right. the other thing is. So between that, you know, being a business owner, being a mom, being a wife, actually being a multiple business owner. So and then, you know, <laughs> being in the midst of a pandemic as right. well. Right. And so I didn't necessarily want to rush it because I wanted it to be what the, the vision that God had shown me for it. And I believe if I had done it earlier, I don't believe I would have had all the necessary people. I can't even say pieces, the right. necessary people to be a part of the book. So the thing was just timing. I think it was timing. I think that this was the perfect time to release the book. And, you know, as we are coming, slowly coming out of, COVID, but still going through so many other things. I mean, we just live in a crazy world right now. Yeah. And so I think that this book and all the individual stories, you get 14 different stories of hope and encouragement, which is something that people need right now. Absolutely. Especially during this time, you know, it is so much chaos, like prime example how the kids just got shot up at the school like it's just so much going on in the world you definitely need you know the the hope and the encouragement to empower you to keep going and to know that you know there is a light on the other side of the tunnel it might look dark and you know some people might not see that light and not think that they can go through the fire right right and so that's what this is about letting people know you know what you can go through. You you don't mm -hmm. have to stay in it. You know, it may look a little crazy. You know, it may feel a little crazy. It may seem like there's no way out, but there is a way out. You just got to, you know, remain faithful and remain hopeful and you will make your way through. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us about how did you decide on who was, you know, who's going to be in the book? Like, you know, how you say God sent it here. How did he send the the, the information as far as who you should decide to include into this project? 
So initially, it was the kind of stories that I wanted in the book. Um, that was the initial thinking. It's like, what kind of stories do you want in the book? Then once I started thinking about what kind of stories I wanted in the book, then I started thinking about the people that kind of matched along with those stories. So to be honest, there were one or two people that I thought would be a part of the project, but for one reason or another, uh, they just it just didn't happen. But like I said, God's timing is perfect, right. and He always provides everything that you need that He's requiring to do. So right. even for the specific stories that I thought wouldn't be able to get published in this book, God sent those people with that similar story to be a part of the collaboration. Mm. So when I say that God worked it out, and the people who are in it are the people who are supposed to be in it. I really believe that. And so I knew, you know, I wanted, like I said, I wanted different stories. I wanted stories that could really touch anyone, man, woman, you know, black, white, younger, older, because they were just real stories. So I wanted something in there about grief and loss because that's something that we all at some right. point or another have to deal with. I wanted something about marriage. Why? Because many of us are married and married. Unfortunately, many of us get married mm -hmm. and make it through. And so I wanted to be able to provide some encouragement and some guidelines as to, you know, how you could potentially improve your marriage. You know, I wanted something around mental health because that is another issue that impacts our community severely. So I was trying to find, I was trying to find people uh, that had those issues and those problems that are problematic within our community, within our society. So people would know that there is hope. I can get through it. They did it, I can do it. So like I said, there's grief and loss, there's overcoming addiction, uh, there's overcoming multiple things, there's self-esteem issues, um, there's issues with poverty, adoption. It's, it's, it's an array of stories in there, but like I said, each and every single one of them are powerful stories. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when you say going through the fire, that's like a major thing to talk about because so many times people are like on an everyday basis, there's someone going through something and someone may be going through it worse than you. So, you know, a lot of times I've took that narrative just because I'm going through something, there's somebody else that's going through it worse than I am. So, you know, we got to kind of be grateful for where we are and what we are going through and it could have been worse. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing with this, um, as you read through each one of the stories is that I think we all realize that it could have been worse, but I think the common thing for each of the stories is that despite how bad or overwhelming it seemed, our faith remained intact. You know, we're right. all believers and we just kept believing and trusting that God was going to get us through no matter what situation it was. Each one of us believed that God would get us through. Absolutely. Welcome back, Andrea. Can you hear me? Did she freeze again? I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your chapter in Through the Fire and how did you decide that you wanted to tell your story in there? So, 
Um, my chapter in Through the Fire is basically taking you through um, a season in my life is how I decided to write about it is actually I had written um, my first book called Finding 50, A Journey to Identity and Healing Through a Season of Abuse. And so that helped me to start a framework of it. But as I began to sit and, and, and write, I had to, I, there was more for me to process. And so through this writing, um, I was able to pull out and draw out some more so that I could encourage others, you know, who have found themselves in similar situations that they can come through the fire and that they can trust God through it and become whole and heal. That is so awesome. Now, um, Gwen, how did you and Andrea met? <laughs> so Andrea and I met, uh, I think it's about four years ago now, um, at my conference called the Transformation Experience that I was hosting up until COVID came. So this was a weekend experience for women to be able to come together uh, to, we had different sessions around, you know, growing closer to God, um, uh, improving your health, improving your finances. It was just a wonderful weekend. So that was how Andrea and I initially connected and we kind of just have been connected ever since. So I actually, helped Andrea with her first book. So nice. I knew her I knew her story and I knew that, you know, I wanted her story to definitely be a part of the book. Awesome. Now Andrea, being that you know this book is called Through the Fire. And for somebody that's going through the fire as far as what you're giving off from your chapter, what do you expect for them to get from your story? From my story, I hope for them to, one, find encouragement, um, also to find peace along that journey and know that they can be resilient um, in that. I would hope for them to be able to find from that experience that they're not alone. Um, so on this place, sometimes when you've gone through um, relationships like that, you may feel like it's just you or that you are alone or that there's no one that would understand you know or you may be questioning even some of the things that you are going through and so I want them to be able to relate and realize that no it's not just them no they're not crazy and that yes they can choose to live and make it through I had to make a decision to live and trust and decide yes. not to allow the Andrea that God created to die, but to come out through the fire and to thrive. So I'm hoping that somebody else will see this, read it, and 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 be able to thrive. I've just now like I am. writing this chapter. You said that some other things came out. How hard do you think it was to write the new things that came out during this chapter? Uh, can you repeat? I'm sorry. Can you hear me better now? Yes, go ahead. I said, how hard was it for you to write the new parts that came out of you in this chapter? Mm. It, it took some time. 
I had to sit with, I call it sitting with um, some mirror moments. And also because of um, bringing back some of the, the experiences that I, I had, um, I had to address and ask myself, am I really done with it? So it was at some points, it was difficult. Also, I had additional things going on in my life at that time um, that helped this to make, make it a little bit more of a, a struggle in doing so. Um, but what I do like about it is also with that writing piece, it is therapeutic and really does allow you to dig in and, um, and, and, and look at yourself and your situation and find uh, fortitude and find strength within it. So I appreciate, I always appreciate these parts of the journey um, because I believe that it shows you your true place and where you are in this journey. Absolutely, absolutely. Ms. Gwen, can you tell me what was your defining moment writing your chapter? Ooh, what was my defining moment? Um, hmm. I think for me, um, my chapter is called I Am Who God Says I Am. So it wasn't so much a defining moment in writing it. I think when I got to the end of it, I just had an appreciation for where I am in terms of where I was. You okay. know, the right. fact that I could look at myself and have appreciation for myself and see myself the way God sees me. That at this point in this stage in my life, I don't have to try to be anything or do anything to please anybody other than God and that I was finally at a place of being comfortable in my own skin. Right. Now, how hard was it to get comfortable in your own skin? I'll, I'll say this. I've come to the point where I can, this is um, I, I'm a women's group, right? So mm -hmm. I, one week I remember we talked about, we were talking about this, you know, this area of self-esteem and this whole thing. And I was saying, you know, I've come to the point where I can appreciate my quirky, quirkiness, you know, mm -hmm. I can appreciate everything about me. And so I think in writing it, it was just at, when I was done, you know, that there was a smile that, you know what, I'm glad that I am where I am now. And I was able to come through that and be okay. And that's, and that's definitely an awesome, awesome place to be. Because like you said, being comfortable in your own skin so many times, we go through things and we still not comfortable with who we are or our imperfections. So that is a, definitely a great place to be. Now, what were you expecting when you, when you thought about this anthology and you coordinated the people in it, what was you expecting the, the readers to get out of the book or get from the chapters of, from the different stories? Inspiration, encouragement, uh, a renewed sense of faith and a renewed sense of hope. Nice. So, Andrea, what strength did you get after writing that chapter? She looks like she froze again. I think she did. I think she is. It's possible. Um, 
Gwen, what uh, strength did you feel that you got after, you know, finding your defense, you know, being comfortable in your own skin and after completing the whole project? You know, how did you feel to complete the project after two years? It felt great. It, it felt absolutely amazing, to, to be honest. Um, I wear a lot of different hats. And so, you know, in terms of being able to coordinate the project the way that I did, to be able to market it the way that I did, to be able to stay on top of everybody and bring everything together, I was um, quite pleased. I did, you know, it's okay to have goals. I did want it to hit an Amazon um, best-selling, um, you know, ranking. And so even with that, you know, everything that I wanted it to be, everything that I hoped for, <coughs> it came to pass. It was a lot of work. So it was right. times, I'm not going to lie, I was frustrated. I was like, okay, all right. You know, when I tell you, I feel like as we were going through the process of writing the stories, the individual stories, it seemed as if the writers were almost going through the fire again with other situations. Right. You know, literally, you know, people were having some issues and some setbacks where it got to the point where they were like, well, you know what, maybe I, I might not be able to be a part. And I was like, that's not an option. <laughs> like that's not an option. You're going to be a part of this book, right. and so it, you know, it took a little bit longer because some things were happening. But I believe that all the participants are extremely happy with their contribution and how things are going, and the feedback that I've gotten. The first review that I got said this was a. It was like this was an awesome book. I still can't believe how honest and transparent each one of the stories were. <laughs> well, you said you wanted you wanted it raw, so you gave them the rawness. Yes. And you know, that's the thing. A lot of times when people read the story, they're not expecting that rawness. So it's you know, it's like, oh wow, they really said all that. Yeah, I de definitely. I had a few people. Um, after a while, say, you know what? I think I want to change a few things. I was like, uh-uh. Because, <laughs> you know, that process of writing, especially when it relates to your story, you're always right. trying to find that balance of your truth. But sometimes you get a little uncomfortable with sharing mm -hmm. your whole truth and giving so much of yourself. Right. And so I feel like a couple of the uh, contributors got a little bit nervous. But I was like, no, it's good. You're good. There's no retracting it now. It is what it is. <laughs> They're like, nah, take that back. <laughs> I don't want to tell that much of my truth. That, ex ex that was exactly it. I don't know if I want to tell that much of my truth. Right. But, no, you, I told everybody to write their truth. And when they felt that it was done, ask God if it, they had given what he wanted them to give. And if it was a yes, then they, all they needed to do was finish it off. Right. But I was um, asking you, Andre, can you hear me? I can hear you. I was asking you, I said, what was, um, well, what strength did you feel that you got after writing your chapter? What do you feel the strength, the different strength that you feel that you got within yourself after putting it and leaving it all on the paper? After leaving it all on paper, it was, a, it was that I had a line and done what um, I was asked 
has to do and that I stay true. I stay true to what um, God required of me. Um, I also was strengthened to look back and say, wow, who was that? Who was that that actually lived through these situations? That Yes, the internet today. Yes. We are not supposed to tell our story. No, not today. <laughs> I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm going to have to end up having her back on again. You know, what? so I was... Yeah, it just went out completely now. Yeah, I'm going to have to probably end up having her, like, do it again or maybe pre-record her. Mm-hmm. And just have her just do, like, just post it on my page because it just keeps doing everything else. As far as kicking her out and all the etc. I but, think that's where the clicking is <laughs> as well. The yeah, I, I think so. Because it stops once she um once it kicks her out. It's crazy. It is really not trying to let her tell her story. <laughs> but um tell you just distractions. Is see, we, we had none of these issues besides when I got booted off on Tuesday. <laughs> But can you tell the people like um one of the uh part of like your chapter and talk about it a little bit of what did you write about? Sure. So I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna first hold up the book, this book, and I'm just gonna open up to something. Okay. Um, Let me share with you how I went from always doubting and not loving myself to seeing myself as God sees me. First, let me say that it was not easy. I spent so much of my life uh, measuring myself based on everything and everyone except God. As I said, sometimes you will have to go through the fire, but when you come through, when you come through it, you can come uh, come out better and stronger than when you went in. You want to hear more? Yeah. <laughs> why not? All right. So, uh, <clears throat> give them teasers. Make them want more. Understand that life happens in seasons. We are either going into the fire, coming out, or currently in the fire. What you need to know, what I need, what I need you to know is that God is with you through every stage. God is always refining and trying to get you to the next level and to the next assignment. In 2017, I decided that I was going to totally surrender to God in all areas of my life. 
I knew God was calling me to ministry, but I did not want to accept the call. Just a few months before my major women's conference, I developed Bell's palsy. I was devastated. For those that don't know, it is a neurological disorder that causes paralysis in your facial muscles. I struggled with speaking, sleeping, and eating. The worst part was the physical appearance of a drooping face and an inability to smile. I felt like it was the worst thing that could have ever happened, and I wanted to cancel the conference. It was my commitment to wanting to please God that I, that I continued. This is when I realized that God had done a work in me and that I was no longer the same. I did the conference and began to see myself the way God has always seen me. Despite my inability to smile like I once did, I had a confidence in myself that I had never had before. I truly saw myself as fearfully and wonderfully made by God. This was amazing to me since my outer beauty seemed to be even more flawed. And I thought um, I thought was my best, uh, and what I thought was my best attribute, which was my smile, was now gone. You know, that, that's crazy. The, because like I would have never knew you know, that that's, you know, that's what, you know, you were dealing with. Yeah, still dealing with it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, so, and, and it's so crazy because most people who get Bell's palsy, right. it leaves within six months. Right. So about 90% of people who get it um, have no residual effects uh, related to it. Well, I ended up being in the 10%. Wow. In that I still have the residual effects of it. You know, I don't have a symmetrical smile mm -hmm. and I still have numbness and tingling as a result of it. The facial paralysis, my eyes tear. So I still actually have the residual effects of right. it. But it's just so crazy because, like I said, the thing that impacted me most in terms of how I appear physically was the thing that actually helped me to heal right and see myself the way god sees me and i'm like right. only god could do that right right and it's crazy because and you know this is why i'm an advocate for like chronic illness and all these different things because i don't look like what i deal with you would never know that i have five different health conditions mm. i don't look like my story hey <laughs> and you know like I said I, you know, I, you, you know, like you said, through the fire. And that's why I said I relate to this so well, because one, you know, I've, I relate to Andrea with her story because I've been through domestic violence. And mm. then two, you know, my conditions, I relate to partially of your story as well. Because when I first figured, found out that I have fibromyalgia and then I have ankylospinuitis, which is authorized in my spine. It goes the rest of my joints like rheumatoid Then I have polycystic kidney disease and polycystic ovarian syndrome. So, okay, so stop right there. So we obviously have a lot in common too. We do. <laughs> so when I was trying to figure out what I was going to write about, again, you know, I don't look like what I've been through. Mm -hmm. I, absolutely. So when you say polycystic ovarian syndrome, that brings to my remembrance um, the fact that I had to, I struggled with fertility. 
my youngest child. And so I had to deal with that. And so I was even thinking, do I Mm want to share that story of how God got me through that situation? Right. I can relate to that. Um, In my first book, Finding Purpose in Your Pain, Moving from Tragedy to Triumph, I talk about the fact that I had to retire early from education mm-hmm. as a full-time employee working right. somewhere else because of the fact that I developed herniation and stenosis in six levels in my cervical spine. Wow. Not one, not two, not three. But six. Six levels. And here's the crazy thing. No one knows how it happened. Right. There was no major accident, no major fall or anything. So when I say like I've been through the fire in different situations, I have been through the fire. My right. has definitely been that thing that seems to be the reoccurring thing. Right. I just keep the hope and I just keep moving and I just keep believing. So I can right. say, yeah, I don't look like what I've been through. I don't look right. like what I'm going through. Going through. Right. Because literally some mornings I wake up and the whole side of my face I I mic you because all that noise is coming from your phone, Andrea. That's why I cut the mic off. I'll cut you back on in a second. Because you can, yeah, I put it on mute because you can hear it every time it's on, hon. I'll put you on in a second. But yeah, um, when it, like with the, the pregnancy, when um actually me finding out, I had two kids and the doctor actually asked me, did I have help having my kids? And I said, no. And he's like, wow. I said, yeah, the Lord. (laughs) That's about it. They my miracle babies. Exactly. So I didn't go through any um, fertility. um, You know, like I didn't have to do anything. Honestly, I didn't change up my diet and have faith and trust God. And, And his timing... Yep. In his timing. Right. When I just surrendered and was like, you know what, God, if it's not meant to be, you know what? Okay, it won't whatever. be. It won't be. And as soon as I surrendered, and I was like, all right, God, I'm good. If this is what you've decided, it is what it is. Right. Literally, as soon as I decided that, I decided I was going to go back to school. I was going to go back to school. I was going to get my doctorate. But see, God always works it out. I was going back to school to get my doctorate in the area I didn't really want to get it in. As soon as I started classes in September, I'm like, oh, God, I feel so sick. Why right. All the time. Boom. Just like there that. There you go. And, but here's when I tell you God hears you and he pays attention to every little detail of your prayer. Right. He even timed it the way I wanted it. Yeah, I tried. I was trying to time a prayer. <laughs> But listen, because it made sense, because I was an educator. Yes. During the summertime? Yes. So I could be off and then return back to work in September. That made sense, right? Yeah. When we were planning. But God loves me so much that he even heard that. So guess what? My my youngest is born June 15th. So I went out in June and I had actually, not only did he bless me with the summer, I was able to stay home for nine months. Mm. Wow. So when I tell you God will do it, if you let yeah. him, if you yeah. trust him, if you right. believe, he will do it. Absolutely. Because every time I tell people my story, they look at me and say, where? I said, because you know, this is my nine to five because of my conditions. 
I can't work for nobody no more because of the things, you know, my impairment with my arthritis in my spine, it abilitates my functions of moving and doing things and bending and sitting and standing. So, yeah, I get it of retiring early because of conditions and health issues. So when you said that, I already was like, we relatable. <laughs> Absolutely. Andrea, do you want to finish um, your statement of what you was talking about? Was the strength before the camera kicked you off? Oh, I was saying that um, I I had to look. It made me look at, say, who was that person that actually went through this and, and show um, and then who I was to who I am now. You know, I acknowledge that everything that took place, but I was like, that person really was strong. Like, you really had to be strong to go through this. Right. And, you, you know, you really had to be holding on to a, a certain level of faith and a certain will to be able to have made it through. And I also praise God and just thank God for that growth and to be able to look back and say, wow, thank you, to know that it was his protection that kept me all the while through that, you know? So that's Absolutely. what I was saying. And also, Absolutely. I resonate with you ladies on um, just a different, as far as different health conditions, you know, um, or her going to about with the herniations i have suffered herniations in my back in my cervical spine lumbar and cervical spine also um and have had reproductive challenges along the way you know so seeing god is amazing that he will take um all of the fires that you go through and and make them into something and make them useful to be able to help someone else along their journey absolutely so what would be your recommendation for anybody that's going through a fire to help them to get to the other side and not be stagnant one of the first things that i would say is to um i say dig deep into that will and into um trusting trusting god and and you have to have some kind of faith. You have to have a level to believe so that you can make it through. Because if you don't believe that you can, you may stay stuck, right? Absolutely. So you have to have that burning desire to keep moving, keep moving through. Because it's not going to, the situation cannot stay the same. As long as you keep moving, you are going to come to life. So press forward, find faith, find a um, circle of friends that you can trust and definitely tap into resources. There are resources to help you press through. Absolutely. Gwen, can you give someone that is fighting with uh, comfortability with themselves a way to prosper to the other side? So just know that you are great, perfect, fine, just the way that you are, that God created you. If you listen, if you're 5'2", like me, he wanted you to be 5'2". If you're 6'2", that's great. If you you know, if you're smaller, if you're bigger, whatever it is, you're laughing. Yes, I was having a conversation with somebody, and they were talking about how they didn't like the fact that they were shorter. And I was like, I don't relate. 
I, look, I've been short my whole life right. and I've never had an issue with it being short. So you just have to have an appreciation for who God created you to be. And listen, let's stop comparing ourselves to other people because the truth mm -hmm. be told, even the most beautiful woman out there that you think and see as beautiful has issues with self-esteem. That is okay. so true. Everybody has issues. You know, somebody who got curly hair wore straight hair. Somebody who has straight hair wore curly hair. You know, it's always a matter of wanting something other than what you have. But you have to know that how God created you is exactly the way he was supposed to create you. He formed you that way. He made you that way. And everything about you, I like to say, from the, the top of your head, the crown of your head, to the soles of your feet, was uniquely created and designed by God for you to be able to carry out every single assignment that he has for you. Maybe if I was 6'2", then people would be the same way. You know, I might be a little too intimidated, especially since some people like to call me the bully coach. So, you know, if I was 6'2", I might be a little bit too much for somebody. So I am who God wants me to be, you know? And so you just have to look in the mirror and you have to tell yourself, you are beautiful. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a child of God. You are royalty. You are chosen. These are the things that I had to tell myself to get to that process. That's what I share with my clients. You know, get up in the morning and look in the mirror. And it's so sad because for some of them, when, I, when I'm talking to them, when I'm counseling them, and I first say that to them, I say, you know, Tell yourself, say it with me. Say, I am beautiful. I am worthy. Do you know people struggle? Literally, they struggle to say it. Like, it's like somebody is like trying to close their mouth. It's so difficult for them to get out. But it's like anything else, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So the more you speak life over yourself and who you are and your beauty, then you begin to see yourself as you speak about yourself. So speak about yourself the way God would want you to, as beautiful, as fearfully and wonderfully made, as all those wonderful um, affirmations and adjectives that we should be referring to ourselves. Awesome, awesome. Can you tell them how to find your book and how to connect with you as well? So yes, yeah, so for me, you can find my book um, on my website, www success arise that is a r i z e dot com and basically that is about arising to who god has created you to be so again that's www.successarise.com the book is available there as well as any other information that you might need uh regarding other books as well as my coaching and counseling services all right all right andrea can you hold on Andrea, can you tell them? Oh, can Andrea, can you tell them how to connect with you? Sure. So you can connect with me through um, Instagram, um, All Natural Reset on Instagram, as well as on um, my website, www.allnaturalreset.com. Dot com, and 
you can also follow me on Facebook as well. Awesome, awesome. I think it was an honor to have both of you on here. I thank you and I appreciate y'all for coming through the blessed stage. Y'all guys, go get through the fire. It's here. It's here for you. And I want to commend both of y'all for telling y'all story and to inviting people into y'all raw truth. Thank you for having us. No problem. I'll see y'all guys next week. Thank y'all for tuning in. Introducing to some and reintroducing to others. Speaker, entrepreneur, motivational coach, and author, Sheena Gadon. If you wish to contact her, you can contact her via email at sgadon16 at gmail.com.